And that comparison is the little start. Like that's the tip of the iceberg. If you get rooted in jealousy and being ungrateful and constantly looking at what you don't have and focusing on that, your perspective can become so tainted. Welcome friends, you're listening to I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee, hosted by Astrid Cabello and Aaliyah Sexton. I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee is a passion project that stems from our friendship throughout university. Graduates of 2020, we aim to live out our young adult lives with mindfulness, optimism, and the freedom to be our most authentic selves. We hope to spark deeper conversations about everything and anything. Using our own experiences, the stories of others, and relevant topics, our intention is to generate a better understanding of the world around us. Media, societal norms, health and wellness, relationships, education, culture and travel, you name it, we'll cover it. A true lifestyle podcast, we value your opinion. Thanks for stopping by. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Thought We Were Just Getting Coffee. Um, Street and I are really excited about this episode. We had some technical difficulties. We actually pre-recorded this whole thing, <laughs> but something happened. So here we are again, but we love it because we'll just yes. add some new input. Yeah. Today's theme is all about comparison and jealousy and envy and copycat syndrome. Um, we know that everyone experiences these feelings and we just want to talk them through and some of the things that we use to help us get through them. The way we set it up is we think that comparison is a natural thing that can be both good and bad. It can help you get motivated, but it can also lead you into a bigger pit of jealousy and envy, which is more of um, a negative experience. And then um, that can sometimes translate possibly into copycat syndrome where you are just lacking in your own creativity and you are just stealing the ideas of others um, and you pull it off as your own inspiration. Before we get started though, let's just catch up a bit, Astrid. So how are you doing in good old Utah? Good old Utah. I'm actually really glad that we're refilming or re-recording this episode because I thought about what we had talked about in the first one and I realized there was so much that we wanted to talk about And a big thing is, since we're recording this on the day that it's going to go out, yesterday I just had one of those days where it felt so heavy and I compared myself to what other people are going through and I kept telling myself, stop, this is probably you just PMSing and there are people who are going through way worse, way, way, way worse things right now and I have nothing to be upset over. But I think it was because I started the day by reading the news and listening to an NPR podcast and it just started feeling so overwhelming and I couldn't stop thinking of the fact that there's just so much stuff happening in the world. Um, But I found myself comparing a lot of what I was going through to other people to invalidate how I was feeling. So I'm actually really glad that we're re-recording because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to comparison and how it can affect our day-to-day and how we feel. Yeah, tangent. Tangent already. We're five minutes in. (laughs) No, that's good though. I'm good. Um, Yeah, life's just life at this point, you know. It's just so weird that like it's almost the end of summer and we didn't even really have a summer because like that's my favorite season. Yeah, and I always just get joy from summer because I really get seasonal depression. So it's been hard to, like, not experience that and realize, like, oh, in three months, it's going to be even worse. Not only can I not do every anything now and it's warm, but in three months from now when it's freezing and I still can't do anything, it's going to be even worse. So you just have to, like, dig yourself 
out of that pit but even with that like how you were saying just in day-to-day things you compare yourself like I was thinking about oh these people that live in Hawaii or Florida they probably never have these feelings so it honestly just creeps in in every single day life so going into this I think we should just start off by um (laughs) kind of discussing (laughs) yeah how do we find ourselves comparing ourselves to others so like what are some things that we often compare ourselves against well we've talked about this a lot so I mean I compare myself in so many ways in small and big ways um some that are more productive than others I think comparing yourself to people who you are aspiring to be can actually be a very healthy thing it can help motivate you but comparing yourself to people for either really vain reasons or things that are out of your control, that can be extremely destructive. But something that Aaliyah and I have talked about and that we kind of built our friendship on was when both of us joined a sorority, I actually found myself comparing who I was, what I looked like, what I was interested in a lot to the girls in my sorority. This was four years ago now, three years ago at least. So That was something that I found myself, it was very blatant because I was comparing myself in a really unhealthy way. A lot of it was about not my values, but more about how I looked, what I chose to do in my free time. And I don't, I want to say how popular or liked I was, which I don't know what good is going to come out of that because you can't control (laughs) how other people feel about you. So I know we've talked about that before. And yeah. how a sorority for me was a big point of comparison. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think I have more of a strange relationship with comparison because I think I had a healthier sense of self in high school when a lot of other girls go through mm. these dark four years. I was pretty confident in myself and the person that I was both mm-hmm. inwardly and outwardly. But when I got a when I got to college, I had a really rude awakening and I was constantly comparing my body and my looks and um, my intellect and it was just a lot all at once. And yeah, we talk about this all the time, but like the sorority really cemented a lot of these things and just like the overall sense of I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be mm-hmm. here. Who am I? I think it was like a muscle memory on most days. I would wake up and just be like, okay, well, I suck, not good enough today, might as well just, like, wait for the next day, um, but yeah. I think we've came, uh, like, really far in the past few years, the both of us. Oh, I totally agree, and another thing is that we, Aliyah and I, were in this program at our, in our business school, and it was a small um, program where there was only about 25 of us in it, mm-hmm. and we spent so much time in classes together that I think that also contributed to my comparison during university and kind of like you in high school I had a I had a pretty healthy relationship with my confidence and comparison I think my big comparison phase was middle school I don't know if Mm -hmm. people can relate to that but middle school like the weird fifth to maybe eighth grade was when I really compared myself what was that about like I I keep wondering what I was even I don't I think it's just puberty yep and, like, why I didn't know. I have the same Uggs as the cool girl? <laughs> and, you know, I remember, like, thinking when Sperry's were a big trend, yes. like, oh, should I have gotten the short Sperry's instead of the long ones? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Should oh I have gotten God. the color instead of the basic brown? Right. So, I don't know. I 
comparison always seems so insignificant, I think, in hindsight. But when you're in the thick of it, it can feel really overwhelming. Right. I think we can talk about how we compare ourselves now. That was more a relationship in the past. But now, Mm -hmm. like, it's definitely more lifestyle-based than like, physical appearance. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh my god, I wish I had her body. But it's more, like, money and freedom and just, like, that wanderlust life of all these influencers who can just literally leave with no responsibilities and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. I think that if people looked at you and your social media and your life just from an outward perspective, they would probably compare themselves and think, I don't travel as much as Aaliyah or... Aaliyah is really into these things that I want to be into as well. Like, I think that as much as you compare yourself to others, there will always be people who are comparing themselves to you. No, that's true. Conscious of that. Right. Yeah, it's just like you're you're always looking like one step up. Yeah. No, that's very true. Yeah, I've been with you when people have said like, oh my gosh, Aaliyah, you travel so much. How do you do it? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, answer this question, Aaliyah. (laughs) I'll sit back. Yeah, no, I, and I, I find myself as I get older, something I, I think I've definitely compared myself in this way for a long time, but something that's just at the subconscious of, of everything I do is not being interesting or smart Mm -hmm. enough. And then also not being where I want to be in terms of a romantic relationship. I think I just thought that when I was in my twenties, I for sure would be in like some eight year relationship and then get married at like 26. Well, that ship has sailed. <laughs> I mean, I could still get married at 26. But it won't be an eight year relationship. So, I mean, oh do you God. ever find yourself because you have, you have a really, you have a really long relationship. Do you find yourself right. comparing yours to others? So honestly, I feel like my relationship is the only thing in my life that is like exactly where I want it to be, which is really good. So I need to keep reminding myself of that because honestly, I don't really ever look at a couple and compare like my relationship to theirs, which is good. Like I'm glad, but again, like there are, yeah, there are some things where I'm like, I wish it were different. Like I wish we were in a, I wish we were older. I wish we were in a different phase in life where we could have some of these experiences that people our age do, but you know, it's just different career paths and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and also I hate when you say that you don't think you're interesting enough because I tell you all the time like you are one of the most interesting people I know (laughs) I try so hard to be (laughs) that's why no I mean I I know I know it's dumb it's a dumb um it's a dumb thing to compare myself on but it truly is and I think also this may sound weird but it's a little bit counterintuitive for me because when people say, oh, you're so interesting, or that's so cool, or that hobby you have is so unique, in my head, I almost feel like, am I a fraud? Mm. Is this just a show? Is this actually true? Yeah. And we could get into, what's that called? That mentality where you Imposter like, syndrome. Yes, imposter syndrome. Oh my god, yes. We could totally get into that, but that's a whole episode on its own. And for whatever reason, it's hard for me, even when someone is affirming me in a certain way to not still compare myself or some way invalidate something about me right no that makes so much sense like I don't know it's almost like you keep telling yourself I want to be this way so you're almost speaking it into existence Mm -hmm. so when people tell you like you are this way you're like but am I really or am I just 
is it fake? Am I just yeah. having a fake personality? Do I not even know who I am? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then you just get into this headspace where truly it is completely 100% all on you to work through your own insecurities and understand that your perception of yourself is way more important than what you think other people are thinking about you. Right. And that'll help you to work on not comparing yourself. Um, okay, why do you think it's important that we talk about comparison? Just in general. I think it's definitely something you need to be conscious about because, like we were saying, there's a healthy and unhealthy dynamic with comparison. And if you use it to empower yourself and look at different people and think, mm-hmm. I love what what they have. I wish I could do that. You can use that as motivation and almost like a self-starter mentality to kind of amp it up a bit to get where you want to be. But whenever it crosses that line into more of depressed moods or you're constantly thinking you aren't good enough, that's when it can get into a deep, dark place and you kind of have to pull yourself out and get back into, I don't know, just like a better mentality. Um, But one quote I love and I always think about is called, uh, it's by Teddy Roosevelt and it's comparison is the thief of joy. And I tell myself all the time, like comparison is the thief of joy. So whenever I'm in those moods, it's almost like imprinted in the back of my unconscious mind. And I'll just like bring that quote forward and it'll help me to kind of like get myself up a bit and be on more of a better playing field for the day. But yeah, like what are some things that you do to kind of make sure you aren't crossing that boundary into an unhealthy comparison relationship? I think, first of all, having friendships or relationships where you can talk about the fact that you are comparing yourself is really important. So feeling, number one, that you can even open up about it, because I know there are so many people who think if they express or even mention to somebody that they're comparing themselves in a certain way, that's a sign of weakness or that would Mm -hmm. be embarrassing to talk about. And instead, if they do open up about it, it's kind of this oh my gosh, look at this girl. She's so perfect. Her life is perfect. And this is just so unfair. But then the conversation kind of ends there. You don't talk or unpack what those insecurities Mm -hmm. might be, or you actually don't feel comfortable having that conversation because it's hard to actually start opening up about where you are comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think something I try to do is not be afraid to have those conversations and Understanding that friendships and the people you surround yourself with can help you grow so much is very important because if you surround yourself with people that you feel like you can never actually talk to or Mm -hmm. you can't get past a certain point of expressing how you feel, you will spend so much time with people who don't grow you. And the connection will be so superficial where all it is is sending each other, you know, pictures of if you're comparing, you know, a house and you're like, look at this huge house. Sophia Vergara, I remember she bought this house with her husband. I forget his name, but I remember looking at that house and sending it to you and saying, this is ridiculous. But I can as easily have that conversation with you Mm -hmm. as I can talk to you about the fact that I'm scared that I won't be able to maintain a lifestyle that I'm used to because I know how much hard work it will take. You know, where right. you can have those conversations yeah. too. Maybe not in the same day, the same right. breath, but you can at least have them to some extent. Right. I think that's really important. No, I love that. It's being... So talking about yeah, it. It's being cognizant and getting to the root of why does this make me feel the way I'm feeling? 
and then like unwrapping that Mm -hmm. what you talked about it reminded me of the whole philosophy of expanders which i'll do a whole episode on later but it's this whole program i'm doing it's a manifestation program run by lacey phillips and she basically tried all the new age manifestation techniques and realized it didn't work so it's this whole program where you use hypnosis and journaling and to kind of like get over some of the humps that would lead you to not manifest what you want but anyways one of her whole Mm -hmm. founding principles is the idea of expanders and that's when you see so many people around you where normally you'll get this ping of like I'm so jealous of them like I wish I could be them that person is actually an expander for you meaning they have something that you can have as well you just haven't worked through your own internal rut to kind of get to that place Mm -hmm. so if you start reanalyzing your your relationship with these people and whenever you scroll and see an influencer who's traveling or whatever if you think to yourself like I can do that too through some of her techniques Mm -hmm. it can kind of help you be in just like a higher vibration of yourself and call in whatever Mm -hmm. you want but yeah that's like a whole other tangent so yeah and I think that um There's so much that you can learn from expanders or people in your life where they can learn something from you and you can learn something from them. And you both probably have a lot of things you need to work on, but I'm sure there's something positive that you can add to them, to their life, and they can do the same for you. So realizing that if you look at somebody, especially I think it's the worst when it's a friend or a family member, your sister, your brother, somebody you work with and you see them often Mm -hmm. and you're always comparing yourself to them that can be extremely toxic and you can actually all of a sudden start to resent them for something that they have and that can be really difficult and then you you know you create this relationship built on some hostility Mm -hmm. that you don't even recognize is just yourself comparing them and having an insecurity but I wanted to I wanted to bring this up now because I think this will help the rest of the conversation something we talked about when we were planning for this episode was that comparison it's hard for comparison to exist in spaces where there's gratitude exactly and if you can center yourself in gratefulness and always lead with a grateful mind a grateful heart and thinking about what can I be happy that I have in this moment instead of looking for all the things that I don't have that can really help create some perspective for then the way that you will act toward other people and yourself and I think that's extremely important. I, I remember we both had a big discussion about that a couple of months ago and um, the idea of gratitude because if you just reframe your basic thoughts every day into a perspective of gratitude, you won't even realize mm-hmm. how much happier you are, how much you start to see the bright side of things. And that can kind of dig you out of that deep hole that goes into jealousy and bring you more back to like a conscious level of okay here's how I can use comparison for inspiration yeah I'm gonna link this in the show notes there is a wonderful podcast that I highly recommend to anybody no matter what your level of spirituality or religious values are it's by the church the um rich wilkerson is the speaker in the podcast episode But it's about gratitude, and there is a lot of stuff that obviously is from a Christian perspective, but even if you're not Christian, I had so many, I've sent this to so many people to listen to, and everybody has said that they really like it. So just, that's a really good recommendation. I'll link that down below. 
I want to move into the scarier part of comparison. Yes. Because comparison, to a point, I think is very healthy. It's very normal. We all need to be open and okay with the fact that we do it. But there is a scary side to comparison, which I think is jealousy and envy. So what would you say, how do you know if your comparison is turning into a darker jealousy and envy? This is tough because I think we can begin to have a conversation about mental health with this, but I think a big part is whenever you would just wake up every morning and you just feel the weight of your world on your shoulders and you can't help but compare yourself to everyone around you and you feel like no matter what you do you'll never be good enough you'll never amount to what they have or what they do or what their life is Um, another part with that is your friends and family don't really recognize the person you are and you are just constantly looking for the negative aspects in your day-to-day life and you you can't help but just have that frame of mind and mm-hmm. um yeah I think it's just yes. a tough tough place to get out of but you just can't look for the positive you can't see the happiness and you just are burying your head in your phone and trying to create a false reality and you're talking yes. yourself out of the things that you can do I've seen that in people and I sadly have seen that in myself where It's kind of, it's that terrible feeling that I think, I hope not everyone has experienced this, but I think everyone has, where you know the way that you're acting toward people who love you is mean and it's, it's dark, it's not kind, but you can't even help it. Like you're just wrapped up in how you feel that you, you know, you're being mean, you know, you're being unkind, you know, you're not actually acting the way you want to, but you just can't help it no matter what you do. And I've, I've been there and I get it. And I think that, again, that comparison is the little start. Like that's the tip of the iceberg. But then you start, if you get rooted in jealousy and being ungrateful and constantly looking at what you don't have and focusing on that, your perspective can become so tainted. And I talked with my mom about this and she's the one who said it. So I'll give her credit where credit is due, but I totally believe it. She said, Jealousy is when your soul hurts because your soul feels so untaken care of. You don't feel fulfilled. You are looking at things that are either out of your control or maybe they're just long term. Like if you want a certain goal, but it's going to take a while, you can't get upset that you don't have it in that moment. And this is, again, a lot of inward work, a lot of soul searching, self-awareness, having kind of tough conversations with yourself and others. And that's really hard to do. And I think another thing is you can see jealousy come out in yourself. The more that you, the more that you gossip, the more you lie, criticize, try to make others look bad, try to invalidate others because that's how you're treating yourself. So you are acting the way that you are treating yourself to others. Yeah, I think that criticism is a large part of that. Um, I find that in myself when I'm in these moments. I'm often very critical of myself and others. But I want to know, do you have any tips that people can use whenever they start to come across jealousy in this nature? Yeah. My, hmm. I think that number one, always trying to work to be more self-aware. If that's a long-term goal that you have for yourself, I, I think you'll always be in a better spot 
than maybe others or yourself if you hadn't made that goal. So always have this mentality of I'm always working to be the best version of me. Like this mentality, this striving for self-awareness and understanding you probably will never get all the way there. It'll be this process. Um, But recognizing that your competition is not other people. It's yourself. It's your worst version of you. It's the bad version of you. To beat that, to fight that. I have in my life definitely villainize certain people and try to make them the bad guy in my story because I was too afraid to look inward at myself to actually be more self-aware and instead it was a lot easier to attack somebody else for how they behaved and how they acted instead of looking at inward and thinking oh I do some of these things too so I think that is really important is the work of self-awareness which everybody needs to do what do you think? A hobby um, or something that you've always wanted to learn about and just like apply yourself to that as much as you can. It's an actionable step. Um, mm-hmm. For example, like I'm trying to teach myself French right now and um, I'm really into astrology. So I've been listening to a lot of astrology mm-hmm. podcasts and I'm trying to read my own birth chart and then hopefully in the coming months I can read different people's birth charts and then they can kind of use that to go inward and reflect on their personality and different ways that they can improve upon themselves so that's something that I know I can take with me it's a skill that I can build and um, a lot of people won't have studied that so it's something that can kind of make me different from other people I hang out with so I think just finding something you're interested in and kind of going full throttle on that can um, help as well. And I think the majority of, of this is that you're just basically finding something that makes you happy and you're able to be proud of yourself and appreciate mm-hmm. some of the skills that you've learned along the way. And hopefully it can help other people as well. Yeah, so instead of using your energy to be jealous, using your energy right. to learn more about yourself, channel it into a passion rather than exactly. channeling it into some sort of, you know, hatred toward yourself or someone else exactly I think that's yeah that's that's a good one Mm -hmm. it's like reaching that self-actualization where you're really aware of who you are and then from there like you'll actually be in your most authentic form and you'll be able to really appreciate your own gifts I like that a lot that's a good actionable step that I think is easy to take yeah exactly just like sitting down having an honest conversation like What are some things that I like that I feel like I can't do? What are some things I want to learn that I'm currently not learning? And then just kind of going from there. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you make sure that you are confronting the fact that maybe you are acting in a jealous way or an envious way, but then you tell yourself, I'm going to take this energy that I'm using unproductively and I'm going to put it into something productive is really is a really self-aware thing to do. The Mm -hmm. only thing I think I could see that would be an issue is if you are jealous and envious and you think in your jealous, in your jealous behavior, you decide I'm going to take this energy and I'm going to be better than them. I'm going to show them. Yeah, that's not healthy. I'm going to, yeah. Or, or use it as a distraction. Like Mm -hmm. I'm super upset that she has, or this person has this lifestyle. So instead I'm just going to pour my life into this one hobby and like get super zeroed in on it because that can be kind of unhealthy too to get super intense on something right you can start to place all your value in that one hobby Mm -hmm. yeah finding the happy medium yeah I've never thought of it like that being jealous and then 
saying, let me take this energy and put it toward more productive, actionable steps. Mm -hmm. So I guess you need to tell your story. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a bit on comparison, how it can be good and bad. And then jealousy is when things start to take a turn for the worse. And then copycat. I honestly don't know where this is on the little timeline of events, but it's, it's a weird concept, I think, because it just goes way beyond jealousy. I don't even think, sometimes I think copycats aren't even jealous. They just are stealing another person's idea, but it still goes into that realm of, I don't know, comparison, I guess, question mark. Mm -hmm. Not quite sure where this fits on the spectrum, but it's there somewhere, I think. Definitely. My copycat story. Um, You're going to have to help me here because I kind of forget. (laughs) I just like remember in the moment what happened. So anyways, Astrid and I, when we were living in Milan, there was this group of girls that we went out to lunch with and... I remember, like, it was a little awkward because we didn't know them, but some of the girls were really nice and, like, whatever, we ate good food. We then went shopping and, like, went to thrift stores, and I think we all followed each other on Instagram that day, and one of the girls saw this picture that I took. We should backtrack a little. So, our first night in Milan, we were jet-lagged, and Ashree and I were like, let's walk to the Duomo, the big cathedral, and we were only, like, a 15-minute walk. And there was no one there. It was probably like midnight or 1 a.m. And in Milan, the Duomo is right next to the Galleria, which I'm sure everyone has seen. It's all of those high-end fashion shops and just this like beautiful dome almost. Mm -hmm. And we were like the only people there. And Ashri took this picture of me, just like this real candid shot where it would have been so hard to recreate. It was like I was standing specifically in this off-center position I had this long coat on. My hair was back in a bun. I was like tilting my sunglasses a little bit and looking off to one side. It was more just like she was like walk towards me and like do whatever you can. So I was kind of like walking. It was one of those pictures where it was like unposed, but it was in a very specific spot in the Galleria. And one of the girls made a comment. She's like, oh, this picture is so cool. I love that. I'm like, oh, thank you. Blah, 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 whatever. And so then it was the next day, right? Yeah, it was the next day after we had gone shopping together. Right. And we, the one girl texts me and she's like, oh, come find us because we were doing a tour with our program and we all met in the middle of the cathedral, I think. And the girl mm-hmm. had on this really cute coat. Did she have a coat that was similar? Yeah. She it had was on this really color, but same style. Yeah, she had the she had the same coat I did, only it was a different color. And I was like, oh, cute coat. She's like, thanks. And then she's like, what do you think of my picture? And she showed me this picture she had posted on Instagram like five minutes before. It was identical to the picture that she had seen of me the, the day prior. Identical. Her face was the exact same as mine. She was holding her sunglasses the exact same way. It was the exact same spot. In the Galleria. I wish so bad that we could, like, post a side-by-side for you guys on our Instagram, but that just goes too far. That's just rude. But... I just found it. You found... Look, shut I, up. Shut no. up. Oh, my God. The, oh. When I look at it, the scarier it becomes. I just got chills. I just got chills. Wait, let ah. me see again. You guys. Oh, my God. Identical. Her sleeves why. weren't even the same as Street. Yes. She pulled her sleeves why. out of her coat. Okay, listen. Oh my God. I'm being serious. If if you're listening to this and you really want to see the picture, I w- I'll DM it to you. 
because yes, I'll, we'll I'll scratch it. out her face. I'll scratch out yeah. her face and I'll DM it to you. But yeah, it's crazy. You guys, it's the fact this that it's is so awkward. It, it, it's 100% just a copycat moment for her, which I love. But it was so weird because she showed me her phone and she's like, what do you think of this? I had no idea what to say, you guys. I was just like, oh, cool. And I ran away because I was cracking up and I was about to have a stroke in the middle of the Duomo steps because I'm like, is oh, this yeah. girl trying to mess with me right now? Does she want me to say you copied my exact picture? Like, what is she trying to do? It was just but this it was... really weird moment. It was super awkward. Yeah. Aaliyah, do you remember how this set me on a spiral, though, of just hating social media? And this was kind yeah. of the beginning when when I was in Italy. Not to say this like, oh, I deleted so... I had this huge following. By no means, that did not happen. But I'm not joking. I went... I spiraled when I was in Italy for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but one of my spirals was on Instagram, the usage of my social media accounts. I wasn't using social media the way I actually wanted to. So I deleted all these followers. I unfollowed tons of people. At mm-hmm. least at least 500, maybe. Yeah. Maybe 500. I did the same. About 500 people. Yeah. And Aaliyah did the same thing. And I remember... We removed like, so many people. Just away because it just started to feel so weird. It felt like people were sitting abroad to take pictures mm-hmm. and to post and to copy and to just... I don't know, promote themselves in this very weird way. And I felt like I felt like I was doing it too. So I had to just remove myself from that. Mm -hmm. There would be weekends, Astrid, where we would barely get like any pictures because I think we both were just so disgusted by it all. Like a lot of people like don't even care about the culture or the fact that they're in another country and like have this opportunity. All it is is for the gram. Which we definitely had our moments like that too. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, we never acted like that. Like, we definitely did. But I think more towards the end, we were just like over it. Oh, yeah. We were just over Instagram. There was a month where, or two months a month at least, that I didn't have my phone because it got stolen. And I mean, I just was, I was thankful for that time. I remember a lot of times us even... We love taking pictures. We have so many pictures of the buildings, of food. We have so many pictures of food. But in terms of pictures together, pictures of ourselves, I (laughs) totally would have because I love photography. But I felt like I was playing into this idea in our, this culture in our society that we've created where a moment is about getting that picture that's going to get yep. a lot of likes. And I just wanted to remove myself from it. And and I will say right. a lot of that was rooted in comparison. Like I was comparing right. what I was posting on Instagram to what I felt like I should be, what other people were. And it just felt so, I felt so not authentic to what I value. And I've realized that Instagram can be so helpful, social media in general, but Instagram is really the only social media I use that much. Um, I think social media, especially Instagram, can be very, very awesome if you post what you want when you mm-hmm. want. Yes. Don't worry about the likes, what other people are posting. The edits. You need to, the edits, just do exactly what you want, what you want to share, and yep. it will feel so rewarding. I love the app now. I literally Me too. love Instagram. But there yeah. were times where I hate it. I think app. it's much more casual now. People, like all the influencers I follow, barely edit their pictures. It's a lot more like in the moment stuff which I appreciate a lot, instead of, like, let's go to this one place just for the picture. Do you think that you've changed who you follow? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I used to follow, like, more celebrities and, yeah, it's definitely more people who are just, like, true to themselves, I think. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Game changer. When do you think admiring and recreating art, art being, like, actual artwork or social media, like, the pictures or even a personality, when do you think that goes too far? Yeah, I... I think that something that's awesome is resharing and promoting other people's work. So we have this podcast. Everybody who has shared something about our podcast, every single time it happens, Aaliyah and I freak out and we Mm -hmm. send each other. If you guys text us, if you guys share something, we're screenshotting it, sending it to each other. We get so excited. Yeah. And I have been trying to do a lot better of a job of sharing things that I think are beautiful, whatever that might be, a video, a podcast, a photo, anything. And I think that's great. When I think Mm -hmm. it crosses a line is when you're not sharing to celebrate, but you're sharing to get some sort of credit or get some sort of advancing your own goals. It's not about celebrating that person. It's about yourself. And definitely with copycat syndrome, what you were just talking about with that picture on Instagram, there are so many cases of this going on that are really a big deal. So mm-hmm. people who copy poses, that's one thing. People who copy the locations that you go to or the restaurants that you visited yeah. on a trip. I know people who will go and look at somebody's trip and then go to that yeah. same place and try to go to all the same places where their locations were tagged. But there mm-hmm. is also people who are stealing from creators and specifically something that I think this has been going on for a long time, not just the past few months, but it's definitely been amplified the past few months, have been huge celebrities stealing from artists, specifically black artists, and copying Mm -hmm. their work. And this was happening with Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians in general. Fashion Nova got under huge fire. I remember following really closely a story about this woman named Lucy Wilden. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. She's a crochet artist and founder of a brand called Knots and Vibes. And Fashion Nova literally put the exact same design into on their website and it was the exact same thing and Lucy just I mean the Instagram my feed was blowing up all about this and you know you talk about cultural appropriation and and stealing and and also Mm -hmm. just when you have a small creator going up against a business or a corporation that has millions of dollars right those corporations feel entitled that yep no no worries and one of the most recent was um it was I know I sent it to you, but she had created these masks and yep. she got in under huge flame for stealing from she a bought creator, them. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, she bought them. And then a few months later, she says, hey, by the way, I'm actually um, using this. Oh, yeah. We wore what? Sorry. We wore what? Uh, Danielle Bernstein. And there was a thing on Diet Prada that that's what called my attention to it. But it was by a company called Buy Second Wind. Second Wind. And, oh my gosh, it just, it went crazy. Yeah, it was I just, terrible. I had to kind of think, okay, a silk mask with a chain on it, what's the big difference? You know, everybody, anybody should be able to make that. But also, there has to be some sort of line where you draw like, okay, that's copying, right. and then this is inspiration. Right, And that's yeah. a fine line to walk. Yeah, and it's, it's so difficult too, because like, if you are an actual art imposter, 
where you will copy mm-hmm. some art, you know, say it's Da Vinci, try to sell it off as the real thing. Like, you go to jail for that. You, there's huge repercussions. But with yeah. Instagram and social media and the fashion world, it happens on such a larger scale. It's so hard to catch that it's almost like people think it's okay to do when it's not. And I think there's a lot of hypocrites yeah. in this field, too. I remember on Life of Kylie, her and Jordan found people selling um, knockoff Kylie lip kits, and she was all angry about that. But then Ooh. Kylie goes and completely will steal, like, a black artist um, photo shoot, or mm-hmm. she'll steal a PR idea or something and try to sell it off of, as her own. And then, like, they'll send her cease and desist letters, and, you know, it goes away. But, yeah, like, Kim does that, too. I went on a whole rant whenever we recorded this last time about how the Kardashians I don't think are very creative at all I think they have a very creative team and they know how to put it Mm -hmm. off as as they are creative and they are these like um mega producers of beautiful work but I don't think that's the case like a lot of these ideas come from people who work for them and they're getting paid to have like Kylie promote the idea as her own so I'll save the whole rant with that but yeah, um, another huge, huge thing. This was in the news a couple of years ago, but Gypsy Lust, she's like the travel influencer. She goes to the most beautiful places. She sells her presets. Um, her and her boyfriend mm-hmm. just built like the most amazing house in Bali. Anyways, she would go to these places and take like, again, very intricate pictures. And um, she found out that she had a girl who basically her, she I think she was a Russian influencer, but her and her boyfriend would go to the exact same places, rent out the exact this same rooms or Airbnbs, and pose their pictures the exact same, buy the exact same outfits, everything. And I think she actually took legal action because it was just asinine. Like, you guys should look it up. It's crazy. But the fact that some people can get away with this for so long, it's crazy. Yeah, and I'll be the first to admit, like, I definitely use pictures for inspiration like I'll save stuff on Instagram every day where I'm like oh I love this bathing suit or I love this pose or this hairstyle or whatever but I just think it's a very odd feeling to recreate something to the nth degree because you're not being authentic to yourself you're literally just pretending like you're someone else and trying to sell it like this is who I am which is sad yeah and I think something that is wonderful is if you like a picture or you like a pose you like a style then credit the create the other creator. Yes. How much benefit could you know Daniel Danielle Bernstein or Kylie Jenner or whatever? How much benefit could they help a smaller creator, smaller business by shouting them out and saying they inspired this design? Or mm-hmm. I looked to their really successful designs and what they created, and then I took my own working with them. I want to go back to the Kardashians in comparison because. Something I know that definitely happens is Mm -hmm. people comparing themselves, people comparing the way that they look to the Kardashians, whether it be Kylie, Courtney, Kendall, whoever, Kim, Chloe, like everybody, (laughs) I think. Um, What do you think about that? Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this because I think it's sad, honestly, that they try to say that their bodies and their looks are natural when like any plastic surgeon will tell you exactly the work that they've had done i mean here's just an example think about your best friend do you and your best friend have the exact same body no not at all that never happens but here we have kylie and stassi with the exact same body 
you you guys like that's it's surgery it is surgery and i remember on one of the earlier episodes of keeping up kim got an x-ray done because she's like i never had butt implants there's something called a brazilian butt lift where there's no implants but you can still like get your butt lifted through your own fat i'm just trying to be real honest here like it's it's sad because like it's not real it's not realistic Mm -hmm. it's not realistic that kylie jenner is 22 and is a billionaire like that's it's not realistic and that's where i get angered because she tries to sell it off as this realistic thing like this is my life like i i wish they were more relatable because it's just way beyond the average american they are so far removed from that my sister and i were talking the other day about addison ray how she just grew like she literally blew up in a year of being this famous tiktoker and she never even will come on to Instagram or whatever it is and talk about, like, this is so not normal for me that I'm hanging out with Kourtney Kardashian every day. This is not normal that I got however many millions of followers in a year. Like, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact that these influencers try to normalize it, like, this is my life. Like, no. I just wish someone would say this isn't yeah. normal. I understand. Yep. I don't know. That's where I get angry. I See, I, I really want to talk about that because... You have somebody like Kylie Jenner, and let's just say she is a billionaire. I know there was a controversy, controversy if that was even true, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that. Let's just say she is a billionaire. She's only, she's our age. I think, what, Aaliyah, aren't you like a day younger than her or something? I'm like two days older than her. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my birthday every year is shadowed by Kylie Jenner's 18 birthday (laughs) parties. That's right. It's been a hard life. Yeah. (laughs) No, and I just think to myself, like, that is so, it's so easy to compare yourself against that and to think, oh my gosh. The thing is, is that they talk about how their show, Keeping Up the Kardashians, started with being about being relatable. But now I think, it, to no. me at least, it's turned into, for me, a huge lesson on fame. Yep. How people, you know, can profit off of the masses. How you can monetize your body. And yep. I'm not saying any of those things are good. I just... That it's been kind of like a science experiment almost, mm-hmm. a study of research of what can happen to a family when they become a corporation. Like the Kardashian right. name is, isn't even a name anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. so much more than that. It's a clothing right. line. It's a beauty brand. Right. First of all, Forbes can come at me, but Kylie Jenner is not a self-made billionaire. Let's just start right <laughs> Did there. Anyone She's think been she a. She's been a media personality for how long? And the biggest pain in the ass when you're starting a business today is growing a following. This girl had millions of followers when she grew a business off of her insecurity, which I think is great. Like, I love that she came forward about, you know, I've had my lips done and, like, I want to help other girls with this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, she, her parents sit there and say she was never given a loan. She didn't need one. She was a millionaire already. I'm pretty sure. Like, she was a trust fund baby. Like, she's not self-made. And the fact that Forbes tries to, like, even normalize it further by saying that she was self-made just is what's wrong with today's society. Like, just be honest. I agree. I hate when people, like, rise to the top and they won't give credit where it's due. Like, there's so many entrepreneurs that they had help. It's it's not, she is not self-made. And I wish people Mm. would just, like, stop defending her about that because... There's no way. To me, self-made is starting from the bottom, owning absolutely nothing, and building your empire, which she did not do. Yeah. I think also, I don't know why and when it became 
weird or uncomfortable to talk about the advantages or privileges that you have. And I think if that's yes. something that people cannot talk about and they're afraid to say, then my counter question, my next question would be, why are you afraid to say it? Is, is it because you know are you ashamed? that there's somebody just as qualified, exactly, just as qualified as you, maybe even more qualified, but because they had disadvantages, whether it be socioeconomic status, things that happened that were out of their control, the way that they looked, their education, that they were able to have access to, the community they grew up in. What was it? Yeah. Like, why, why do you feel ashamed to talk about that? And I think celebrities right. who, as what you were saying, I don't, I don't even know who Addison Rae is, so I can't talk about her. But with that girl, that example, I think of you know, other influencers who all of a sudden overnight, it feels like got so successful. But then right. you don't hear about the time uh-huh. when they weren't successful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's such a good point to bring in. I kind of want to skip into or move into women that we do admire since yes. they're... Since we just kind of talked about, I don't want to say women we don't admire, but, you know, right. who are some people that we're looking toward that we think yeah. we, you know, we're striving to be like? Yes. Okay. So first, I think we should start off this conversation by defining um, a term used by this YouTuber we watch named Shallon. She talks about celebrity gossip mm-hmm. and stuff, and she broke it down by the essence that women are placed in two categories. They're either warm-blooded or cold-blooded. Whether you believe in this or not, I think it's just like a good way to kind of break up what we mean by women that we admire versus women that we are kind of like aware that they have their own insecurities. So she says that cold women, cold-blooded women would be women like Kylie Jenner, where they are so broken internally even though they seem like they have this perfect life that they feel like they have to lie or kind of cheat their way into things so the fact that she's had a lot of plastic surgery but isn't open about it like not saying she has to be open about it but the fact that she's tries to pull it off is like oh I did I went to the gym today um or the fact that there were a lot of rumors that Travis was cheating on her and he brought his side girl to uh, Stormy's birthday party and Kylie just let it happen. Like, that's something a warm-blooded woman would not stand for. A warm-blooded woman woman is someone who has a lot of self-confidence. They aren't going to change who they are. So this would be an example of, like, Jennifer Aniston. So even though Brad left her for someone completely different than herself, Angelina Jolie, she still was... Jennifer Aniston was still like true to herself and didn't change her personality just because her husband left her so moving into that um I really admire Emily Weiss she's the CEO of Glossier I I'm obsessed with her um she's just like the ultimate businesswoman she is so natural she just does the coolest stuff and she has this amazing life she doesn't flaunt it even if she did I still would love it I'd still eat it up um yeah but she's just like really cares about her company and her people and she just really tries to do good for the world. Um, another one is Matilda Durf. She's a Swedish influencer, I think, but she's incredible. She has like the coolest style. She's beautiful. She had an eating disorder and she's really, really open about it. And um, she's just like someone who doesn't normalize the fact that she's an influencer. Like she gives gratitude all the time to her following and her fan base and there was one time when she went on Instagram live and someone typed a comment about like her eating disorder and she broke down and started bawling and she like uploaded that specific part of the video and just was talking about like the um trials and tribulations she's had with her eating disorder and she's not going to try to hide that part of her life and like she's going to be open with her fan base so she's really cool um she has an amazing company as well 
But yeah, okay, your turn. Love those. Love those women too. Also, I wanted to say the ultimate warm-blooded woman for me is Rihanna. Like, I just think, yep. again, like, we don't, let's just be clear, we don't know these people. I have absolutely no idea right. who they are in their personal lives. It's just how, number one, the media portrays them. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would say pretty much based on, like, what are their marketing, PR, social media teams doing to make them look a certain way. So I don't, no right. judgment on who they actually are, but in general, what the aura is around their brand of themselves. Because all these people do brand themselves. Some women that I love and really admire, I have so many, but Eva Chen is the director of fashion partnerships at Instagram. I would recommend that anybody interested in fashion who uses Instagram follows her. She just pumps out tons of great content about how to use Instagram as a platform, what's going on in the fashion industry, and she's extremely relatable. She does not sugarcoat things. Um, another woman I absolutely love is Tracy Ellis Ross. She yeah. is just absolutely fabulous. For anybody who I think is looking for a strong woman who who knows herself and is very focused on her career, she is a great example. I love following her. Um, Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil, I believe that's how you say it. She, I actually found her through her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is James Blake, who's a singer who I absolutely love, but she's awesome. We didn't really talk at all about um, my struggle with comparing myself in terms of physical appearance and my body, but that's something that we do want to talk about in the future on another episode. But Jamila Jamil has this platform um, called iWay, and she talks about a concept called body liberation, which me- which means that you don't think about your body. So it's not, it's not like uh, there are some movements, fat acceptance, um body acceptance, body positivity. She thinks like those are all great things, but her her message is body liberation where you just don't think about it. It's not something that you place your value in. And I really love that concept. I and for that. me, that has mm-hmm. worked really well. So yeah, those are yeah. just some women that I that I like comparing myself to because that. they honestly inspire me. So. Amazing. Oh my gosh, how have we talked for like an hour? Where I does know. the time go? I know. I know, I know, I know. So should we end off with some questions? Yes. Okay. How can we try to not compare ourselves to others, whether in our personal lives or what we see in the media? For me, I think the best way to not compare yourself is working on your your self-awareness, having that growth mentality and mindset, but then also prioritizing what's valuable to you. I realize the things that are most valuable to me are educating myself on ideas, religion and spiritual Mm -hmm. practices, other people's experiences. And when I compare myself, it's because I'm looking at superficial things. So money, looks, relationships, things that I I can't really explore to the extent, the depth that I would want to, because it's not about me. It's not, has anything to do with me. So Mm -hmm. diving into art, literature, podcasts, movies, my own dreams, my own goals, and the things I'm interested in has been the most helpful thing to instead of comparing myself and using that energy to get to get um, to be jealous or to compare, I've tried to use that energy to make myself better. Yeah, Emilia, what would you say for you? No, literally just echoing everything you said. Um, I'll just talk a little bit. I remember a couple of years ago when I was feeling really down about um, comparison. I listen mm-hmm. to all of these like wellness podcasts and they are still some of my most favorite podcasts today and they just yes. open my eyes into this whole new world of like it's all about how you are inward and 
I learned all about like meditation and manifestation and breath work and um, just so many amazing things like aura reading and um, Reiki and just like crazy treatments that are amazing. And those are now like my goals in life, like to have experiences like that rather than like I want to own this or look this certain way. So I think just like going beyond more of like the earthly possessions and just learning about what interests you, like we talked about a lot earlier, that can help a lot. Um, I also think you just have to tell yourself like Instagram is fake. It shows the highlight Mm -hmm. reel. It's the best days of everyone's life. And the more that you just internalize that, the easier it will get. Also, another thing, this is like so hard. I still struggle with this a lot. It's so simple, but like life is not fair. Like we were just talking about, like Kylie Jenner was born with this money. She made a business, even though I would have loved to create a a different business with like the same money that she was given. It's not fair and it never will be fair. But if we work on things that interest us and just like put our energy there, um, the payoff will happen eventually. And just like filling your life with interesting things, um, having an outlet to vent, like Astrid, she is the person I vent to a lot about a lot of this. And then we'll just like get it all out and then just relax a bit and then be like, okay, well then how do we make that a reality? And finding your expanders and yeah, just turning the people that you compare yourself to into more of an inspiration and a goal rather than like a, uh, a person where you look at them and you think I can never have that. Love that. So, yeah. so good. I think to end an important message is let's all normalize the process of getting to our goals and talking about that, the sacrifices yeah. that we have to make, not always focusing on the perfect image of ourselves, but exposing some of the tougher parts of our life. And mm-hmm. most importantly, something we can all work on because everybody judges and yep. don't trust anyone who says they don't. Everybody judges. Just be conscious of the fact that we we need to slow down the judgment. So we, mm-hmm. we might have this initial reaction. We might have this first knee-jerk reaction yep. to somebody doing something. But then just step back and think, okay, why am I judging them this way? Does yep. this have something to do with me? Is there a way I yep. can be more compassionate, more empathetic? And lead with that instead of leading with, let me judge this person and compare right. myself to them as well. Right. Amazing. Okay. okay. We love you all. Please message us. Yeah, message yeah. us. Let us know what you guys yeah. think. And that's we all. We love you. Love you guys. Right. Have a great day. See ya. See you next one. Bye. Bye.